Hey, welcome to Barreled in Truth Podcast. My name is Devin. And my name is Torio. And here on Barreled in Truth, we're going to be talking about all things in life with a biblical reformed perspective while we drink a glass of bourbon and smoke a cigar. Yo, what's going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Barreled in Truth today. We are super excited to be here and recording, man. We got Chris in the saddle again. We got Shatorio. What up, family? Yeah, man. What's going on, guys? Man, uh, let's start it off, man. What, what are you guys drinking and smoking on? Let's see. I'm drinking the David Nicholson Reserve. First time having that. It's really good. <clears throat> and smoking a Black Diamond. Black mm. Diamond. Yeah. I'm rocking with the Perez Corello <coughs> Encore. It's a great mm-hmm. stick. I think this stick was number one a couple years ago. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. voted number one. Yeah, I think it was. Ago. And then I'm sipping on this store pick, um, Maker's Mark. It's the, which one is it? The BRT? Yeah, BRT01. BRT01. Yeah, it's good it's really good, man. I'm excited to be back in the saddle with my brothers, man. These are my brothers. I love these three guys. Facts, man. Facts, bro. Love you, bro. I'm, uh, I'm smoking on the Buffalo Trace Special F. I, I really think it tastes just like a regular Buffalo Show Trace. off. It tastes just like a regular one, bro. It, it's just got a different style. Yeah, it's just a different shape. <laughs> no, nah, it, it's good, man. I like it. And I'm uh, I'm, I'm over here copycatting Chris, man. I'm, I'm drinking some of this David Nicholson Reserve. One of my boys on Bourbon TikTok told me to grab it, and I was like, yo, let me try it out. It's fire, dude. For under 30 bucks. It's that's a crazy it's a crazy bottle. I like it a lot. Um but yeah, man, we're gonna go ahead and kick it off, man. Um today's episode is on church hurt. Dun, dun, dun. Ouch, <laughs> ouch, <laughs> ouch. Right. Um this is a man, this is a crazy topic. There's gonna be a lot a, a lot that needs to be said. Um man, Shatorio, kick it off, bro. What you got? Yeah, so church hurt. Um you know, I spent a lot of time praying last night. I was praying over our church last night. I was telling the guys before we started. And also was praying just over this topic. Um, and I was meditating on it this afternoon when I got off work. Um, you know, this topic, it is a very touchy subject for a lot of people for good reason. Um, it's warranted. Um, some of it is misguided some of it is warranted we'll discuss all that um i did some research when i was doing my homework i actually looked up um the top videos on tiktok that use the hashtag church hurt um and i mean it was it was hundreds of videos of people talking about church hurt Mm -hmm. um and you know with church hurt Before we really dive into it, I want to start the episode with just letting you guys know that, you know, we're going to be coming from a place of love, grace. Um, We're going to be biblical because that's what we do here at um, the Barrowed and Truth podcast. But I really want to start off with a quote by Charles Spurgeon. And I read this in one of my devotions that I was reading in the morning. Um, and it kind of, it's a good place to start off when we think about church hurt. He says, there is nothing Christ dislikes more than for his people to make a show thing of him and not to use him. He loves to be employed by us. Listen to this last part, fellas. The more burdens we put on his shoulders, the more precious 
will he be to us? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of times when we deal with church hurt, the temptation is to back away from the church, mm-hmm. to depart from the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's almost like we have this knee jerk reaction. Now, everybody's story is different. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't make light of what someone has experienced. Mm-hmm. But what we can make much of is what Jesus has to say about his church and the people part of it. Correct. For sure. I've been in church um, for 40 years. Uh, I just turned 48 in February, and I've been in church consistently with a few rare uh, short seasons for 40 years. and I, I tell people all the time, and uh, you know, for I, I would say, close to thirty of those years have been in ministry, and <clears throat> I have been hurt significantly more in the church than I have outside of the church. Yeah, that's a word. the The reason for that is I expect lost people to act lost. Come on, I don't expect um, born again believers to behave that way. Yeah. Now. I will also say a couple of things about church hurt, uh, just from my own experience and my own perception. And uh, I think people now are way more in their feelings than they were 20 years ago. Well, you ain't people like, look for reasons yeah. to be offended and to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, y'all know I like to, you know, I play ball. Uh, I've had a lot of fractured bones playing ball and playing sports. You know what I did? I kept playing sports. Yeah. Right. Um, tore this shoulder in 2014 at the gym. Uh, I didn't stay away from the gym because I got hurt. Come on. Because I understand the benefit of going. Mm-hmm. Right. The very next day, I was at the gym. Right. So I think that sometimes that, you know, people – use that as an opportunity to walk away from the church because, well, I got hurt there. Mm. You know, I got food poisoned and eating chili. Right. You know what I still eat? Chili. Yeah. Like that food poisoning was so bad, I asked God to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. It was so bad. I was laying in the bathroom floors like, God, just, just get this over with. Just take me out. If this is, I'm going to go out anyway. Just, just go ahead and kill me and get this over with. Uh, but I, I've eaten chili since then, you know, because I like chili. Yeah. Right. You know, so, but everybody's story is different, but, you know, having significant amount of years in, in ministry, I can say that I've, I've been hurt a lot by the church, uh, people at the church, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. I, and, and, you know, just something that I've been wanting to say, like, <clears throat> what's crazy to me is very often we see, uh, you know, believers or whatnot, or, or even unbelievers, when they go to church, they expect jer- church to be this place that's going to be absolutely perfect when they go. Yeah, it's not. When the church is comprised of sinners, like that's what we are. If mm-hmm. if you walk up to someone and they say, well, I, I don't sin, that is not true. <laughs> that is false. We are all broken sinners no, much how, no matter how much we try, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like oftentimes people will walk into a church expecting perfection, mm-hmm. and that's not what they're going to get. I mean, it's just it's no. just not going to happen, man. Well, they can't offer perfection, so they shouldn't expect it. Exactly. Come Ooh, on. Oh, I love goodness. that. Yeah. Don't expect the church to be perfect because it's not, and and you're not. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the church is messy because Christians are messy. We are messy people. And I don't say that to minimize foolishness or to minimize sin Mm -hmm. or minimize when Christians act unbecoming. Mm -hmm. But what we're not going to do is act as if we're not both sinner and saint. Come on. Right. You know, you know, we're still, you know, we're still on our grace journey. And, you know, Chris says it all the time, you know, sanctification is a crawl, mm-hmm. not a sprint. Exactly. And I think that when we deal with being hurt by people in the church, we have to consider that, you know, these are people that are broken just like I am. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly And I right. think the reason why it hits so close to home because how vulnerable we are to one another in the church. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it does hit a little bit closer to home mm-hmm. when someone from the place where, you know, you chose to be a member at, mm-hmm. a place where you chose to, you know, embody that covenant community. Right. Um, so it does sting. It hits mm-hmm. a little bit different. But what I will say is that what it should also do is drive you to the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in Hebrews chapter 10, the writer of Hebrews, interesting enough, talks about the commitment to community in a chapter where he's talking about the assur- assurance of faith. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So in Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse 23. The writer says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. And then verse 24, he says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Mm-hmm. And then he says, verse 25, I used to love hearing the preachers in the black church preach that verse. <laughs> verse 25, not neglecting mm-hmm. the meat together. Mm-hmm. As is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, some versions say, you know, not neglect the gathering, you know, the assembly of the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting that the writer of Hebrews f- puts that in a chapter that's talking about assurance of mm-hmm. faith. Correct. So gathering with the body of believers has some soteriological implications to it. Agreed. Right. There's a, in, in that context, there's an expectation that you're gathering with the saints is an expression of your faith. Right. Evidence. Yeah. Evidence of your faith. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you don't get to tap out on that. You don't. Because a walk away from the community was tantamount to a walk away from the faith. Uh, we kind of Come view on. that differently in America because we're so narcissistic and, and individualistic. Ooh. We try to justify those things by saying, no, nah, I'm just good. I, I, it's just me and Jesus and I, that's all I need. That's not the gospel in the New Testament at all. So It's not. Yeah, and, and we, we talk about this all the time at Karis is, you know, you can't be a part of the head if you cut yourself in the body, right? That's right. right. You can't decorrelate and your faith. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. And <clears throat> I love what um I was I was watching a uh conference that John MacArthur was having right and he was talking up there about church hurt and he was like man you know 
and, and you know, of course he's going to extremes, right? And and my man was like, you know, if even if you go to church and you're a member at a church and you're you don't like what your pastor's preaching about, he's done straight off. Pray him out. Don't leave. Mm-hmm. Pray him out, you know? And I, but but I mean, and it's and it's crazy to hear it it's that like, way. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's kinda it's up there, you know what I mean? But you know, it's it kind of goes around the same thing of like the whole church hurt thing. Like we're mm-hmm. meant to be in fellowship. We're meant to be in communion. We're meant to right. be together. There's no such thing as a lonely Christian. <clears throat> well, yeah, and I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to belittle church hurt, but mm-hmm. I do want to say pettiness is not a spiritual gift. Right. Ooh. So don't come to church being petty and getting your feelings hurt over petty things. Yep. Uh, my, be, my, my. be more spiritually mature than that. Yeah. Be more spiritual. Now, again, I've experienced some deep, deep church hurt. Yeah. Deep. Um, from other, from, from just, from leaders, and I will use that term loosely, uh, they were deemed leaders by the church. But, um, you know, sometimes church hurt is going to happen because, like you said, we're just, we're, we're sinners. Yeah. So there have been times I have inadvertently hurt someone. Yeah. And didn't mean to. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Whether they took something I said the wrong way yeah. or, you know, it was a simple oversight uh, yeah. or, or something like that. Uh, but, you know, there's a reason, you know, Paul gave a lot of instruction. You know, when, when Paul was writing to the to the church in Galatia, he mentioned that he called Peter out yeah. on a gospel issue. <clears throat> yep. 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 He called Peter out. Come yeah. on, called him out. Said you're you're shrinking back because of the fear of man, and that's not the gospel. And you're choosing not to eat with with, with Gentiles when your Jewish friends are around, yeah. and that's bigoted, and it's not gospel centered, yeah. and you need to stop. And exactly, I'm sure he right. felt the way about that. Oh yeah, now, Peter didn't. <laughs> Peter didn't say. Paul's such a douchebag. <laughs> right? Like, nah, Paul, we're not gonna do that. Go I'm gonna take t- my ball and go home. <laughs> Peter ended up dying for his faith still because yeah. he understood that he needed to be called out. Yeah. It was a gospel issue. Yeah. Exactly. So <clears throat> Peter he, didn't get all up in his feelings and tap out on the church. He didn't go on the church hurt tour. <laughs> right. He didn't go on the church hurt tour. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, I saw, I saw, you know, and church I say that, <laughs> I, and I say that because, man, I did a lot of homework. I mean, y'all know how I am. I like to be fully clipped up, prepared. I did a lot of homework, man. I watched a lot of videos on people talking about their church hurt experience and some were legitimate and some were just like, mm-hmm. wow, really? Some are legitimate, man. I've like spent, you, you're calling that church hurt. I will. I experienced some church hurt at, a, at a, Michael knows full well, some of the, the experiences I had there, but, and I won't go into any great detail. Um, but essentially I was in a position of leadership at a church where unbeknownst to me, uh, the pastor and and two or three other people who were strategically put into places of leadership for about eighteen months were working behind the scenes to ultimately push me out. Yeah. Uh, and I loved that church. I loved the students there. I loved the families there. I loved being there. Um, but I remember one night in particular, I had gone to uh, one of my students had been out um, for several weeks, so. And I knew my time was near there. I knew it was coming to an end. Uh, but this particular student had been uh, somewhat distant, and so I went by his house to speak to him that night, just kind of put my arms around him and tell him I love him and stuff like that. <clears throat> well, on my way home, it kind of hit me what was happening. 
I mean, there were there were outright lies being told on me, a lot of backbiting, a lot of just malicious intent behind uh, the things that were happening there. And it was all kind of coming to light at this point. And I began to weep so much that I, I had to pull over. I couldn't even drive. Wow. Mm. Um, but when I, when I left that church, I went to another one. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I knew. I hope. I hope that they hear that. Right. I, I knew. I'll get hurt again. You know. Uh, I'll. I'll get hurt again. You, you, it's talking. Happen. You talking. Um. But I can tell you who's never hurt me, and it's Jesus. Come on. Come on. The head of the body. Amen. The church. Come on. I love that. He. He's never hurt me. He's never. He. He promised to never. And we. We sometimes we forget too that, biblically speaking, because we're all adopted by the Father and His Son Jesus. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you I fight with my family all the freaking time? Right. Over dumb stuff, too. <laughs> like, you know, brothers and sisters are going to argue. They're going to get in their feelings. They're going to – it's going to happen. Right. right? And, and we need to understand that a lot of the New Testament is there that's almost written with the expectation you know, Jesus prayed on the eve of his crucifixion that they would be one as we are one because he knows – that's right. Right. He knows. I mean, you got James and John arguing over who's the greatest before Jesus even dies. Right. Yep. Just a stupid argument. And that, that Muhammad Ali ministry. <laughs> you know, I am the greatest. Uh, but he also prayed that they would, that we would love one another. You know, he told us that's the commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. And when Paul was hammering out that picture of what godly love and Christ-like love looks like in, in you know, that famous passage there in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, love endures yeah. all things. That's the expectation that bad things are going to happen. Not just some things. People are going to get on your nerves. They're going to hurt you. They're going to, and when we walk away from church, even a particular church over church hurt we are exercising and expressing an unforgiving spirit right wow 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 you said a lot there exactly right (laughs) we're not forgiving them as god and christ has forgiven us we're we're washing our hands of them because they hurt us wow that's so good and that is not a forgiving spirit yeah and i can remember by god's grace um, the pastor who had, and I would say he worked diligently. Uh, again, when everything kind of surfaced and came to light, it was it was obvious that that there was a lot of things working behind the scenes that that you know. Uh, I remember reaching out to him when the dust settled. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit really got a hold of my heart because I was in a listen. The only, there was a song you know, that kind of helped me keep my sanity during all of that. And it's by Johnny Cash. And it's sooner or later, God's going to cut you down. And I was, <laughs> I was to the point in my church hurt <laughs> where I was even kind of praying some imprecatory prayers over some people like, you know, God, you know, cut them down and this, that and the other. And, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of gripped my heart. And I was sitting in Noonan, Georgia, uh, being a chartered part of a church plant when we moved down there. And, and God said, you need to, you need to reconcile. And, and you need to put this to bed. Wow. Because I hadn't forgiven him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was entering into another season of ministry where I couldn't bring 
this unforgiving spirit and this church hurt and this baggage from this church hurt with me and properly minister to these people, right? If I'm not going to practice the gospel, I don't need to be preaching the gospel. That's exactly Ooh, right, yo. And I had my, to practice my, my. the gospel and reach out to him and say, listen, we may never serve together again, but we're on the same team. That's right. Yep. We're on the same team. That. And that speaks. I'm, you know, I'm not going to question anyone's salvation. That's not for me to do necessarily. Um, but we're still brothers in Christ. That's right. And yep. I don't want to get angry when I think I see you in public. Right. Mm, I ain't you know, no way to live. Or just yeah. when I think about you. That's right. You know, and true forgiveness is behaving towards the person as if the transgression never happened. That's the way God behaves towards us. Yep. Come on. And so I had to, I had to really forgive. Yeah. I had to forgive. And so, listen, I get it. Church hurt is, it's deep sometimes. I mean, not, you know, I get together with some of my pastor friends sometimes and we've been in the game for a long time and we're like, we're like old war buddies, you know, <laughs> comparing battle scars, you know right. what I mean? Yep. Because they're there, <laughs> you know, the scars remain, they're there. Um, but God's goodness remains and his love for the church remains. Yeah. Um, I saw, you know, you said, you said a whole lot there, uh, Chris. And when I was preparing for this episode, I saw, I heard something, um, by a guy named Manny Arango and I had to write it down cause I loved it so much. He said, accountability is not church hurt. Correct. Church discipline is not church hurt. A lack of, then he goes on to say a lack of opportunity to get on a stage is not church hurt. Come on, um, and you know he was making the point that you know um, a lot of uh, a lot of situations that we see where people are talking about church hurt was them being held accountable exactly yeah. for yeah. sin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we can't if we walk away for something as such you getting called out for sin in mm-hmm. a loving manner when, and you're held accountable. What are we doing? Right. right, that just shows your your flesh, um, uh, and spiritual immaturity at that point. As, yeah, as you know, as someone who, and again, uh, everybody is at a different place on their grace journey. But if you are a man trying to justify to your pastor and avoid church discipline because you're being unfaithful to your wife, I, you know, at that point, we got to talk. We got to have a salvation conversation. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Yeah, that's 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 facts, bro. And and I feel like. A lot of times when it comes to church hurt, and, and, and you know, we're, we're not downplaying church hurt when it comes to a, a legitimate sense, right? You know, sometimes some crazy stuff happens. Uh, you know, people that, you know, aren't Christians that are in a church in a leadership role that, that do very bad things. Of course. We yeah. see that, you know. Abuse that, power yeah. yeah, that does happen. Browbeat from the, pa- the podium. Yep, and, that's know. exactly right. You know, we see that, but the thing is, is that, we have to stop labeling all people the same way because that falls directly in a church hurt. Like you are going, I mean, let's say you go to church, something happens to you, right? And now you're saying, oh, I'm just done. I'm done with church because this happened. But you got to realize that like not, you're not going to go to a, to churches and that be the same exact thing. Like we are all different people and you can't classify all Christians into the same thing because if you got hurt by something serious, mm-hmm then that person was not a Christian. No matter how much they say they were, they were not. If you got, if something legitimately happened that was so crazy that you said, oh, I can never go back there again, 
then they're, they probably weren't a Christian the same way. So you can't just go on social media and say, hey, man, you know, I can't do this no more. I can't go to church. This happened. Christians are this, this, and this. Come on, man. That ain't, that, that's, the, that's not the truth, though. And those same people probably had their feelings hurt by their favorite football team but still go to the games. Yep, exactly. Um, but, you know, oh, there's a reason gosh. that Paul told the church in Ephesus to put away falsehood and malice and things like that because when we become born-again Christians, the flesh doesn't go away. And, you know, so there are people sometimes who have malicious intent because they're selfish, yeah. they're self-righteous, they're sanctimonious. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so Paul has to tell them, you, you, that's the old man, that's the old person. You you have, you have are to put away those things now because you're a born-again believer mm-hmm. in Christ. And so he has to remind the church consistently to, you're not who you used to be. That's right. And this is going to get into another topic. Because sometimes we're going to behave (laughs) in ways that are unbecoming of a child of God. I mean, and I still have those days and moments. There's this uh, unsanctified (laughs) portion of myself as well. There's a lot of me that God is still sanctifying. um, But again, the more that we we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and fall more in love with him and, and our hearts are gripped by him, the less we will be malicious or speak falsehood against some, or be petty about mm-hmm. someone and you know because we're we're called to love them as we love ourselves right you know and that's a heavy them, call and and esteem them better than ourselves and we can't walk around acting like we have the mind of christ if we're selfish nope um yeah um you know and i want to also you know i think it's important especially as pastors that we deal with some men who take on the title of pastor and have caused some church hurt mm-hmm. um, and that have no business still being in ministry. Um, you know, I don't want to make light of that either. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. You know, I think about Ezekiel thirteen nine, where it says, my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and who give lying divinations. They shall not be in the council of my people nor be enrolled in the register of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord God. Um, And I came across that verse as I was preparing, you know, just really thinking about this topic. You know, I understand that there are some men in ministry who have damaged Mm -hmm. some of the people of God with mm-hmm. bad theology, mm-hmm. abuse, mm-hmm. picket-pocketing people with, for their money, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, we're not telling you to make light of those people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 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 so true. And, and just before you, fin- you know, uh, finish your, your statement there, I got to cut in real quick or I'll forget, but, um, you know, talking about, you know, someone being up there and they cause church hurt or whatnot, you know, pastors and men, men in the I'm church. I'm crying. I just got some stuff nah, in my eyes. No, nah, he's, he's crying, y'all. He is a, he is the biggest, buffest baby I've ever seen in my <laughs> Buffest life. baby. I, I have a baby. <laughs> but we love him to death. Um, But yeah, man, you know, talking about, talking about, you know, the men being up there, pastors being up there and, and causing church hurt and causing these problems. I love what it says in Galatians 1. I've been reading it where Paul says that but e- but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you 
let him be accursed. I love that because, and you know it's serious, right? When someone has to repeat their self, he says again, and now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Mm -hmm. He repeats that because that is so true. You know, he's talking about false teachers here. Mm -hmm. And we have to be mindful of that when we when we have when or when someone receives church hurt or whatnot you know from a pastor or mm-hmm. or someone in leadership and eldership we have to understand and and read the bible and read the scripture so we know like mm-hmm. okay this is wrong mm-hmm. paul talked about this in galatians they talk about it all throughout scripture and we gotta we have to be mindful of that and know you know that yeah this might have happened here but if i go somewhere else it's probably not gonna happen or it might again but you have to be in church. You have to be a part of the body because then you're a part of the head, disconnected from the body or not. That's right. Um, you know, I, I want to read a quote from John Calvin. Um, he says, nothing is more formidable than to be separated from God's flock. We cannot hope for safety unless God collects us into one body under one head. When we safely reside in Christ alone, we cannot be separated from Christ without falling away from all hope of safety. Mm-hmm. Christ will not and cannot be torn from his church that he is joined to by an indissolutable knot. As the head is to the body, hence, unless we cultivate unity with the faithful we are also cut off from Christ. Nothing then is more fearful than to be separated from God's people, Mm -hmm. therefore from Christ. Mm -hmm. And I love that he says to be separated from God's people is just like being separated from Christ. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We cannot separate Christ from his church. And when I was watching a bunch of different church hurt videos, um, I saw a lot of you don't need the church to have God, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of talk like that. And I That's under, crazy. And I and and I to a degree I understand what they're trying to communicate. Right, right. But it is high it is from a place that is highly misunderstood of what the scriptures at, say as a whole mm-hmm. throughout the all of canon all of the canon of scripture. Um, there is no separation between Christ and his church, no matter how messy it gets. And it will get messy. The church at Corinth was messy. Very messy. Very. The church at Corinth was messy. Very messy. Paul never once in first and second Corinthians. And there's a lot of argument to be made that he wrote three or four letters to this church. They were so jacked up. Um, He never once said, walk away. Nope. Yeah. Like you had people suing each other. Yep. You had a dude sleeping with a stepmom. You had people getting drunk at communion. I mean, this church was a mess. Tripping. And he never once said, you are justified if you if you walk away because you don't really need the church to be a Christian. Yeah. You don't see that anywhere in Scripture. Anywhere. And it shows just, just how sense. narcissistic we really are yeah. and how fundamentally flawed we are in our ecclesiology. And, and, and even our soteriology yeah, and, right. and our view of salvation and the church. If we, if we want to dig our heels in and keep that mindset yeah, yep. and, and it just shows that we don't understand the Bible yeah, at, at all. Again, you can, 
you you can get hurt. You're going to. You're mm-hmm. going to. You're going you know, to. The, yep. My dad, my coaches, everybody told me not to be afraid of the ball. I was a baseball player more than anything. You're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Ball's going to hit you in the face. Yeah. You're going to get hit sucks. by a pitch. Yep. You got you to gotta get up, dust yourself off, and heal up. And yeah. Go home. You are. Yeah. You know, exactly right. You're going to get hurt. You know, I, you know, you guys know my story. I got drastically hurt in my first marriage. Yep. Um, I never once thought to myself, I'll never get married again because of that. And wow. because by God's grace, I didn't allow myself to totally get there. Yeah. Th- think about, y'all know Jess. The greatest woman has ever walked this planet. And I know y'all would disagree because you would say your bride's heart, but um, <laughs> I don't think there's a man alive that's worthy of her. Come on. But I feel God the same saw way about fit mine. to let me have her. Yeah, come on. And think about all of the yes, blessing sir. that I would miss out if I said to myself and spent the rest of my life saying, I'll never get married again because of what happened. In my come on, bro. You, you're talking. And so if you have experienced church hurt, and you say, I'm never, you are missing out on so many blessings, um, being a part of the body of Christ and being in good community and fellowship uh, and gospel-centered worship, gospel-centered community, gospel-centered mission. How can you be on mission with God if you step away from his church? Ooh, come on. I my love God. that. I love that. And dude, that's, that's, such a, that's such a beautiful way to end this episode that, man, you guys that, and we're, and we're not talking about the serious church hurt, but we are at the same time. Like, I get it. It sucks. It's bad. It hurts. But you get hurt in every aspect of your life, but you never quit mm-hmm. unless you're talking about going to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, man, anyone listening today, just please, please, please really dig deep into your heart and let God work on you. And let him open up some stuff that you got going on and really, really take a deep dive and look at what's going on so that you can get back into fellowship, get back into into church and in community and be with God's people. Because I'm telling you, man, Sundays is one of my happiest days of my week. I get to come in. I get to see my boys. I get to, I get to sing, man. You know, I'm a worship leader at Karis Church. I get to sing. I get to glorify God. And I get to be in a room with people that feel the same way I do. Yeah. And you don't get that anywhere else yeah. except for at church, man. And yeah. it's so beautiful. You have so many people that are there for you. I have never had my phone blow up when I had something going on until I got in a church and membership in a church. Yeah. Anything going on, the whole church is messaging, hey, we're praying for you. Hey, how's everything going? Man, my wife had a crazy surgery. She's had a couple mm-hmm. the whole time. These guys are messaging me, everyone from church that, I mean, right after she got out of surgery was asking me how she's doing and they didn't stop there. It was weeks. They still asked me, Hey, how's Carly doing? You don't get that. You don't get that until you're in that fellowship in community with one another and in God's church. man. Right. And I would just say, I mean, why would you want to step away from the very thing that Jesus died for? Come on. Yeah. He purchased the church with his Amen. Blood. Amen. Yeah. yeah. He's coming back for the church. Come on. And I you know, I would love to add just one more thing. It's just when we look at the human relationship that God in his sovereignty chose to demonstrate the relationship of Christ and his church, it was marriage, right? Amen. 
you know, Chris has officiated a ton of weddings. Mm -hmm. I've officiated some weddings and, you know, I have not. One of the coolest things, well, you've, you've been, you've had a wedding, right? I have had a one. And one of the, the one of the beautiful one, one of the coolest things is the vows, right? Mm -hmm. And in the vows you say Mm -hmm. for better or for worse. Right. Come on. So this picture of marriage in scripture, we see it in Ephesians five, you know, this marriage picture is really a picture of Christ's relationship with his church, who is his bride. Mm-hmm. Amen. And in and in the same way, Christ will never leave his bride, mm-hmm. and he's called you to not leave your spouse. Mm-hmm. In turn, that should be the same heart and mindset you have for the church. Yep. Me and my bride have gotten to some fights. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Well, because of me, <laughs> to Come be on, completely, because I'm trifling. He's you know? saying that because she's listening, bro. And uh, I mean, it's it's a fact, though. Like you know, I'm I'm hard headed sometimes, but you know, I don't leave her. She don't leave me. Mm-hmm. And we've we've bumped some heads. We've bumped heads with each other. And oh. the thought of leaving her has never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And I protect my mind. From that thought. Mm-hmm. And I have men like Chris and uh, Devin and Michael and, you know, other guys at the church, the Nates of the world, the Gregs of the world, mm-hmm. that will not even let me get there. Nah. They will grab me by my neck and, you know, yoke me up if I even start talking like that. Yeah, no, nah, that ain't even an option, Not bro. An option. And when we think about church hurt, I want to encourage our listeners, don't leave the church because of a bad experience or a few bad experiences you've had because your allegiance to the church is not based on the people, but it's based on your savior. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. I love that, man. I love that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today, man. Um, Church hurt is a crazy topic. I hope you guys got something out of that. Any of y'all that are listening, you can, um, you know, come on to our Facebook pages or, you know, we have Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. All social media platforms is at Barrel and Truth. You know, if you guys have any questions or any stories that you want to tell us, man, drop down in the comments, send us a message on Facebook or Messenger or something like that, man. We want to talk to you guys. We want that communication. You guys are family. That's what we're doing this for. That's what we like to do. We want to reach yeah. people and we want to talk to you guys about real things that's going on with a raw setting. That's what we do, man. You, you guys like bourbon cigars and talking about Jesus. We're the ones. So, uh, yeah, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in today. We love y'all. If you guys have had church hurt, please dig down deep. Please get back into the church because we love you. We miss you, too. Um, and, and, we, and we all know that Jesus does. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Y'all keep drinking bourbon. Keep smoking cigars. And keep reading your Bibles. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.